it is it is only just that we give credit where credit is due. And for us to forget is uh, insulting and uh, a dereliction of our duty. In the 96th Psalm, (coughs) verse 8, Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. The glory due unto his name. And this is, this is what happens in glory. In the beautiful psalms, songs recorded in the Revelation. At the conclusion of the fourth chapter, Thou art worthy, O Lord. Thou art worthy to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. He is worthy to be praised. Our lips fail to adequately praise him. In verses 4 and 5, we have the problem. The sorrows of death compassed me. The floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented or preceded me. (coughs) Now here... The complaint is couched in terms that um, we can see our Savior beset by ungodly men complaining exactly in these words. And four figures are used here. The four figures are these. One is a criminal bound waiting execution. That's pretty pretty bleak. As a prisoner as a criminal bound awaiting execution. The second figure is like a shipwrecked seaman overwhelmed by waves of a tempest. The third figure is he was surrounded 
and standing at bay like a hunted deer. And fourthly, he was captured in a net like a trembling bird. It seemed every way of escape was closed up. The situation appeared hopeless. But then we have the remedy in verse 6. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. Now, some of us are slow learners. We have to have distressing situations to lead us to call upon our God. It would be well if we could sing to Him in the sunshine as well as we cry to Him in the storm. But here David resorts to prayer. It is a portal which is available even when to all appearances the situation is beyond relief. And notice the progression here. He calls, he cries. There is an increase in fervency and vehemence as he recognizes his hazard, which leads to the observation there is never a time when it is inappropriate to pray. And far up within the gates of pearl, above the song of praise of the seraphim, the feeble cry of the suffering saint was heard. When we consider the description of the singing in glory, thousands of thousands giving thanks and saying, Thou art worthy to receive glory and honor and power. Thou hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and nation and tongue and so forth. And yet, above all of this, a cry is heard. You remember the story of Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus was a beggar who sat by the highway side begging. He was blind. He was near Jericho. He could not see what was happening. But he became conscious. (coughs) He heard a crowd. (coughs) 
there was, it was a lively sound. It was a joyful, noisy group. He called out. But above the din, he could scarce, he could scarcely be heard. I'm reading from Mark 10, verse 46. They came to to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great, a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. They called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort. Rise. He calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. He would not be squelched. But his cry was really not enough to passed through the den, but there was one who could hear. A believing cry. Have mercy on me. Jesus commended his faith. He said, you can go your way. That was not that was not the choice that Bartimaeus made here. He did not go his way. He followed Jesus. Beautiful, beautiful story. <clears throat> but in in the narrative, deity was stopped in its tracks. The cry of Bartimaeus stopped him. Jesus stood still. Omnipotence arrested. And so the poor saint's cry is heard. It 
In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him even into his ears. Notice, no intervention here. The cry was not made to pass through the medium of saints or intercessors. We need not implead the Blessed Virgin Mary. And she was blessed, and she was a virgin, and she is to be called blessed by all generations. but she is not our intercessor. 1 Timothy 2, 5, there is one God, and one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. And when we come to God in his name, we will be heard. No other no other intervention is in order. There was no great space between the cry and its answer. Verse 7, Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations also of the hills moved and were shaken because he was wroth. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. In Jeremiah 33, verse 3, precious promise, call unto me, call unto me, and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. We frequently find ourselves in a position where we don't know what we need. But he knows. And if we call to him, hear he has promised, call unto me, and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. <coughs> this exceeding, superseding abundance of provision is referred to in the third chapter of Ephesians, which we recently studied. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above, above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Our God is able. But not only is He able, He is willing. He is swift to rescue His afflicted.
David has in mind here God's marvelous interventions in Egypt at Sinai to Joshua and the judges. We have a description of his coming down on the mountain in Exodus 19, verse 16. It came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God. And they stood at the nether part of the mount, and Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke, because the Lord descended upon it in fire. And the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mount quaked greatly. That's, uh, that's the sort of thing that David here is alluding to. And he has not changed. Our God is ever the same. When the apostles <coughs> threatened by the leaders of the Jewish nation, not to speak in the name of Jesus. They, uh, they had healed the lame man at the gate of the temple in the name of Jesus. And the men were faced with a critical decision. We know that something supernatural has happened that a notable miracle has been done is manifest to all that dwell in Jerusalem and we cannot deny it. So are we going to line up with it? Are we going to admit that we were wrong? Are we going to oppose it? And they made their decision. When, when Peter and John returned to their company, they reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them, Acts 4, verse 24, and when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which hast made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is, who by the mouth of thy servant David hast said, Why did the heathen rage, and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ, for of a truth, against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. 
And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They spake the word of God with boldness. Well, this is what David desires, that God would come down and take charge. He called unto God in his distress. And whereas before he prayed, things looked bad for David. After he prayed, they looked bad for his adversaries. Thank you.